brand over coffee conversations are with different experts and inspiring individuals. They may be different in what they do, but they all share one thing in common. They all create, develop, and nurture brands. These conversations will highlight not only their expertise, but also their experiences. And I hope these could help answer some of your questions and inspire you to build your own brands and take your businesses to greater heights. My name is Andrea Ferry, founder of the Creative Brand Studio and your host for this podcast. When you're ready, let's talk brand over coffee. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Brand Over Coffee Conversations. They say that to succeed in the hospitality business, it goes beyond just having beautiful physical structures and interior designs. And in today's episode, we will understand what goes on into creating a wonderful hospitality brand. Joining me is Anne Van Veteran. Anne is a concept and project developer for hotels and restaurants who also has a background in anthropology and sociology. Hi, Anne. How are you? How's life in Berlin these days? Uh, hello, Andrea. I'm very fine. Interesting, exciting times, uh, as we all know, but um, I'm fine. I'm healthy and courageous and uh, Berlin is, is welcoming as always. <laughs> yeah, welcoming you to the new normal. That's great. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Anne, to start, maybe you can tell us more about yourself and what you do. I'm Anne. I'm originally from Luxembourg. I'm an anthropologist, a design anthropologist, as I as I call it. And what I do is uh, basically I let myself um, inspire, or I inspire myself by my curiosity um, and by my surroundings, by what I see, by these beautiful elements and and experiences that we that we have in our world. And from there. I create concepts. So I've always been interested and fascinated by worlds in worlds, or as you call it in the scientific world, you would say, you would call it a heterotopy. Um, and so worlds that are yeah, part of the everyday life, but it's somehow apart, a let's say. And uh, because I, I love it when you create a momentum where... Uh, it's peaceful, where people can have fun, where you tackle curiosity, and when you offer uh, a shift in perspectives. And uh, this combined with uh, delicious food and best service uh, and all this offered by people, yeah, I think that's the, the best industry or the best, um, the best job that you can do. That sounds really amazing. And I'm sure we will talk more about that later. But maybe, Anne, to get everyone on the same page, can you explain first what anthropology is or what an anthropologist does? Mm -hmm. Anthropology, as the name already says, it uh, comes from um, Greek and it's anthropos, so uh, human. So it's a study of human behavior. It's not like in psychology where you dive too deep into the brain but it's more about uh, social cultural contexts. So you observe people in their cultural settings, in their traditional settings, how they live, how they give sense to their context, to their environments. And as an anthropologist, you never try to deliver a study by saying it is like that. So it's not a, a pure heart um, science, but it's a, a human science. So it's, you can always only deliver a sort of an interpretation. And um, delivering a, a sort of interpretation, it's, it's very close to art. So let's say you, um, you give an example, you give an interpretation, but at the same time, 
the observer or the experiencer are still free to give him or herself uh, his or hers uh, symbol or meaning to it. What I like the most about anthropology is the, the field work, so where you really dive into different or, um, let's say, new s surrounding settings that you don't know or that you think that you know, but you never really experience and you really dive into those worlds and come up with new insights and uh, learn about people, learn yeah, about symbols, color, senses, and then from there come up with a bigger picture. And this is anthropology. And I think it's really about curiosity, a very important pillar, I think, for all of us. And about it's a lot about communication and empathy. Because without being empathic, people don't let you come into their words. And uh, so it's, it's very pure and it's very exciting. And that's what I love about it. In my line of work, so with also like with brand building, and especially in the past when I was still working in all these Unilever brands, it's always big with consumer immersions. And I've always liked that part of my job because sometimes you may think, okay, this is my target customer. Have all the demographic details, but actually when you really get into their world, it is so much richer. When you really immerse into what they're doing, how they tick, why they do what they do. It opens up to a totally different level on the spaces that you can bring your brands into. So whether that's in hospitality or in whatever brand, you know, whatever sector, whatever industry, I think it's very, very important for you to really, as what you said, have this curiosity. A lot of businesses, they think, ah, okay, this is who I'm targeting. I know mm -hmm. he works in a bank. He wakes up, he reads this magazine, he's online at these times, and that's it. They think that they know who this person is. But if you really immerse into his world, it opens up into a different way of understanding him, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And I think anthropology is not really well known. And a method, I think, which really brought it to the table was, for example, design thinking, uh -huh. which was a big, huge hype, I don't know, five years ago. Uh, and it still is. I, I really appreciate the, the method. But I, I mean, what I mean by that is five years ago, there were hops and laps and popping up everywhere, all adopting design thinking, which is brilliant because um, it really underlined the shift of mindset of human-centered, uh, what actually anthropology is. So it's really being human-centered, trying and making the effort to get to know your customer, get to know your guest, um, what is he or she interested in. And exactly what you say, because um, it opens up a much richer world, but most of all, you are basically challenged by your own theotypes and by your own, um, how can I say that? I mean, I, I also went to the D school here in Berlin. And for me, as an anthropologist of by my own curiosities. For me, it was actually, I was um, astonished that it is not normal to think human-centered. And I think it's very interesting to see that such a method really challenged big businesses, big companies to actually put the customer first, put the guest first. And this doesn't mean the customer is always right, but at least making the effort to listen, to commit, to act, and then uh, make, make an impact, let's say. 
Yeah. And by that, what, what, what I think is very interesting is by that you onboard your guests and your customer in your brand purpose also. Yeah. Okay. So let's go back to the hospitality business. So what is the role and that anthropology plays in creating, say, a hospitality business? Mm-hmm. I think what is interesting to work with anthropologists here is that we really study and observe our surroundings and our environment. And of course, it depends on how you as a hospitality brand operate and what is your way of uh, doing business, or at least how is your way of um, how do you dance with the city where you, um, wh- where you are? What I'm trying to say is that are you as a brand more the type of building four walls and you are sort of a space invader, which now sounds very judgmental. Um, but my approach, for example, is okay, as an hotel, I don't want to be a space invader. I try to implement the house in the social cultural context of the city. And something that I, yeah, it's a word, a buzzword, the living room of the city. You can think about it what you want, but still I think what is true about it is that it's really interesting to make the hotel part of the city and have a, a flux of in and out. So really bringing in local F&B partners, bringing in uh, local artists, bringing in local people, giving readings or and so on and so on. But also um, what can the hotel give the city? So what kind of food... What can you offer the city? Yeah, be it food, be it accommodation, be it um, uh, I don't know the, the the best library in the whole town. And I think that's interesting to work with anthropologists because we really have this macro picture of the city. And through our empathic, sorry, um, uh, and curious approach, I'm pretty sure that it's interesting to to gain the right partners uh, for for the project. So, and then also, I mean, this is what I can mostly say is for the last company I worked for, 25 Hours Hotels, their approach is, of course, every hotel tells another story. Mm-hmm. So what I did for 25 Hours Hotel is, um, I mean, it was not only about finding the right partners or this in and out between the hotel and the city, but it was also getting inspired by the architecture, getting inspired by the city, getting inspired by history, and then come up with an ethnographic uh, field research, put it in an overall concept and briefing, a creative briefing. And from there, I gave it to the interior designers who then translated and implemented in their um, own design language, which was fantastic. So, and this is exactly what I'm trying to say, creating a world in a world. That sounds amazing. And I think at the end of the day, that's the beauty of travel, right? That's the magic of travel. I mean, you go to a place to be able to experience or immerse yourself in that city or in that country. Like if I if I go to Vietnam, I would want to experience what is Vietnam. And even in in, in, in the accommodation, in the property where I'm at, the food that I'm eating. I mean, that's the reason why I travel to begin with, right? So if a property or a hospitality business is able to give me that, then I think that satisfies me as a customer, as a traveler, as a guest of this city, right? Yeah. 
I totally agree with you, Andrea. And I think that's exactly the crucial point I want to underline with um, what I said before, giving an interpretation of the social reality. Because if you want to deliver a copy-paste, then it gets a sort of a Disneyland, with all Mm -hmm. respect for Disneyland. Mm -hmm. But I think if you're not aiming to be the next Disneyland or to create a a sort of this world, a a picture of this world, I think it's really crucial to stay authentic. And this authenticity, which is also a buzzword, but I think this authenticity can still be um, guaranteed by working with local people and who them also want to reinvent themselves, you know. But still, you have this you have this local flair, and you have real people working for, for a real purpose. And in, in hospitality, the, the the best purpose is to to welcome guests and create memorable moments. Yeah, yeah. But then again, you know, it also depends on what is your intent for your brand, right? If you want your brand, say, for example, I mean, as what you said, you can have a copy paste if that is your intention to just build a structure and provide. Uh, sleeping quarters for the next six hours, you know, you don't really care, then that is the brand that you're trying to create. But if you're targeting a certain segment of the market who really wants to experience the beauty of the city, of the local places, then of course, then that's where especially the importance of anthropology comes into play. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Okay, the tourism and hospitality industries and have really been badly hit by the pandemic. What do you think can we expect? I mean, what is your take on that? Mm, I think, uh, yeah, well, it's not a secret that the hospitality has been badly hit. But I think also, again, as the Greeks say, Crisis is not a possibility, but crisis mean um, a moment of turn or a pivot moment. And I think from what we saw these last uh, years where hospitality really experienced a super high, um, I mean, traveling was never so easy and democratic. Uh, it, it, It was a lifestyle. So it was really a high rush for the industry. What we experienced this year is that, um, I mean, with the thousands of shutdowns and the losses of employees, I think it's the moment of reflection and most of all for brands to ask themselves, what do we stand for? Still, I would say those brands who will survive are definitely those who did their homework the last uh, years. And these are the ones who build a strong brand where people can rely on. And these are not only guests, but I think also staff. Staff who trust in the purpose of the brand, in their values, in their leaders they have. Does the brand care for me? Does the brand uh, or the company care for my job, for for, for my future? And then, of course, those who have a strong consumer or guest community around them. Because those are the ones who, when people restart to really travel, let's say, you stay in mind. You stay in mind. And still, I think that um, hospitality will come back into pace because hospitality for me is, first of all, is Lebenslust the joy for life and people were never allowed to to get it taken from them still i think what's also interesting is that 
it would be interesting to focus or to really do a study about um, family businesses, for example, in mm-hmm. hospitality, mm-hmm. Uh, how they handled the situation, how they handled the crisis, because a family, I mean, as we all know it, and Christmas is approaching, so we all know family are crisis. We all <laughs> go permanently through crisis and you adapt, you take a step back, you guide yourself through it, you dance between adaption, empathy um, and, and, and fights, but still you never lose yourself and you, you bond, you fight against it. And I think that family businesses, or at least brands who are built as a family, who are values, family values, I think these are the ones who will survive or will at least thrive through the pandemic. I have to agree with you on that one when it comes to the family businesses, because the dynamics would be very, very different versus, say, the big corporations, right? I myself, we have a small family restaurant business in the Philippines. And Mm -hmm. from what I have seen, of course, it is way more challenging for the smaller businesses to really kind of like cope with the pandemic. But I think what's really going for these family businesses is that sense of family at the end of the day that goes even to the employees, that feeling of being a family. You would see your employees not minding working longer hours just because everyone knows that we all have to contribute to making sure that we survive the crisis. And that's what you said. It's very important to note that having a brand is not just something to the outside world, to the customers. It is Mm -hmm. as important for you to also make sure that your branding within your company is just as strong. The culture that you're trying to create within your company, uh, the values is what you've said. These are equally as important as your catchy tagline or your beautiful social media content or your logo, right? I think in hospitality, which is one of the last and one of the most beautiful people-to-people businesses. I think this is, it's crucial. Your employees are your ambassadors and people Mm -hmm. love purpose-driven brands. And if you show them that you trust in them, they will trust you back and they will stick to you. Um, And I think that's, again, a moment of, yeah, an opportunity that we should all realize um, with this crisis is it's this raising awareness for quality and for leadership. And by that, I would even say for sustainability, because with sustainability, we very often talk about environment and and nature, which is totally fine and which I support uh, immensely. But I think sustainability is also, yeah, to be sustainable as brand. And this starts with your people and how you treat them. Yeah, of course. I mean, like, of course, everyone now just focuses on, the eco part of sustainability, but there's more than that. You know, you have social, economic uh, spaces of sustainability. Um, what do you think are the opportunities in the hospitality business? And now, after the crisis, mm-hmm. you mean? Mm-hmm. Mm, the opportunities, I think, is uh, to increase the awareness for quality and i don't know again the last year's hotel industry went through a high speed boom and there were a lot of new brands popping up on the market 
um, there were claims like uh, guests are experienced pioneers and we all need Instagrammable moments and so on and so on. I think good quality and also in terms of sustainability, I think these are opportunities that I hope the market will now go for because humans have three core needs. and These are security, food and love. And I think love is currently directed to, let's say, to um, yeah, the environment. What is your impact on the here and now? Do you embed yourself in a healthy, authentic surrounding, in a healthy, authentic ecosystem? Do you understand yourself as part of an ecosystem? And this means... At least I hope that hospitality brands will reflect on their positive impact on the environment they work in and on the people they work with. And I think this could be something which makes the difference in the future. Who is doing the homework now to put the ego aside and to make the effort of maybe reinventing themselves now through Mm -hmm. the crisis to be sustainable in the future? Yeah. And I think this is also an opportunity for hospitality brands and businesses to kind of like, I don't know, think out of the box. I think this pandemic is allowing all of us to experiment. And, you know, people are also forgiving if the experiment fails because everyone understands that we all have to do what we have to do in order to survive. Um, I, I have seen, say, for example, one hotel, I, I don't remember where it was. What they did was um, in their balconies, so every room would host uh, people in the same household, say a family or whatever. And they would be in their balconies and they would be treated to a live show that's happening on the ground. And that's something that's out of the box idea, something that is relevant that really answers the need of people right now of like having craving for live events or for interaction or just being out of their home. So I think now is also the time really for the businesses and for brands to kind of like think out of the box, try to pivot, yet aligning with the brand that they have been trying to create. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because it's not only the industry uh, which have started reflecting upon um, New, uh, new solutions also in regards to uh, environment and social impacts. But I mean, what we observe this year especially is that even tourists start reflecting upon their, how do they want to travel? Mm-hmm. What do they actually need? Must it be um, a Bali? Must it be, I don't know, the, on the other side of the world? But I mean, what we really saw is the, um, the race in local tourism. Yes. And this is, for example, um, Sebastian Bazin from ACO said, yeah, well, the, the opportunity is to see actually the, the actual beauty of the own country. Mm-hmm. So I'm from Luxembourg, for example, one of the smallest countries from Europe. I don't know. I like my country, but I mean, when I think about going vacation, uh, it's definitely not in Luxembourg. Still, this summer, uh, I took my bike and I really discovered beautiful Luxembourg and it, it's really it's a beautiful country okay let's not talk about the weather but <laughs> it's beautiful but what I realized what I observed they are well I mean very nice hotels but very few hotels and I think this is actually really an opportunity again for family hotels 
for smaller size hotels to go the extra mile and say, here we are. And I mean, let's, let's do something fantastic about it. And eco travel or sustainable travel, um, people traveling for, you know, hiking, gardening. Um, this is, it's, it's the new trend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, like, I come from Asia where staycations have always been big. <laughs> you know, it, mm-hmm. it's a delight for us to just, you don't need to leave the city, but just to like check in the hotel, spend the weekend there. That's really huge. And I think we will see more of that, you know, more of these staycation opportunities. Um so, and I mentioned earlier that, yes, it is important to have beautiful structures and beautiful interior designs for a hospitality business to succeed, but that's not, that's not all of it, right? What do you think are important factors or what does it take to create a wonderful hospitality brand? Mm, that's um, a very good question, but I think it starts and ends with people, and first of all, with your stuff. And in hospitality, I mean, I think especially in hospitality, which is one of the toughest industries that you can go to in terms of working hours, in terms of, um, and I think that's the most crucial part. <laughs> hospitality is for me the, um, the toughest discipline because you work with hungry people you work with sleepy people. And if you can handle sleepy and hungry people, the world is yours. That's true. Um, that's, <laughs> I think so too. <laughs> but what I'm trying to say is that, um, so it, it, it starts and ends with people and to let people be themselves. Of course, they need to be trained. They need to be, or to have a structure. It's, uh, it's like everywhere the same. But True hospitality is about service and it's about being authentic and generally welcoming people. Um, and I think with the whole digitalization and IT and so on and so on, which are all beautiful things, also in hospitality, it starts with people. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely correct. So Anne, for my last question, what would be your advice for those in the hospitality business? What should they do to be able to thrive post the pandemic? First of all, I would say stay calm, stay open, dare to reinvent yourself, stay curious, stick to your Lebenslust. That's uh-huh. the most important thing. And know your numbers. I think what this crisis taught us is that, or at least these are my observations, that the company is mostly carried by HR and know your numbers. And then I would say, stick to your pinch of romanticism, stay free-spirited and pair it with pragmatism, professional hospitality service and stay curious and never never forget your humor yeah humor is not is not for cowards um and it's the i think one of the most important pillars for human mental health yeah 
Amen to that. Amazing, Anne. As we end, I also just want to share my takeaway from our conversation. We have seen that a lot of businesses have been so worried about the crisis, especially those that have been badly hit, right? They wonder how things would look like post-COVID-19 and if they could even survive. And I think as early as now, we see the ones that will come out of this on top are those that really keep pushing. We will see that these businesses that are looking at this situation as an opportunity to move forward and explore ways to adapt are the ones that will win. And it definitely helps if you have a strong brand outside and inside your organization that will provide as your anchor to pivot and have the flexibility to work outside of your comfort zone. So on that note, Anne, thank you so much. That was such a wonderful conversation. Thank you for your time and energy today. Thank you, Andrea. More than a pleasure. Yeah. Take care in Berlin. Ciao. Bye-bye, Andrea. If you enjoy listening to Brand Over Coffee Conversations, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Please do not forget to share your reviews and help spread the love on social media by tagging hashtag BrandOverCoffee. For questions, comments, and topic suggestions, you may reach me on Instagram at AndreaA.Ferry. Thank you for listening to Brand Over Coffee Conversations. Music